God did not rest on the seventh day because he was tired. He rested on the seventh day because he was finished. All right, he rested on the seventh day because the work was done. The work was accomplished. He rested because he was finished, not because he was worn out. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm excited. We're starting a three-part mini-series on the idea of God's rest. So I want to, up front, I want to tell you this. If you, if you have a thought process like I did for a long time, uh, I, I'm very energetic by nature. I love being active. I love being outside. I love doing things. Uh, the last thing that I ever wanted to take part in Growing up, really up until the last few years of my life, was, was rest or any idea of rest. Rest for me meant something negative. It meant something bad. It meant something that I'm missing out on, something fun. Um, and and I, I want to make sure that we know up front so that you don't immediately click off of this and go to something different, that the rest we're talking about here uh, is, is absolutely 100% not going to cause you to miss out on something in fact, not finding this rest and entering this rest is in itself missing out on the only thing that really matters in life. Uh, this is a very powerful, deep, spiritual conversation that I think the Lord will use in our lives. That said, if you are just for the first time hanging out with us, I want you to know that we ask this of every person that listens and takes part in this, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or YouTube or whatever platform you're watching or listening to this on, we want to do everything in our power to add value to your life, to give you God's word, uh, to give you training and teaching, and, and everything that we can do, we will do it to add value to your life. And we believe that God will use it in your life. What we ask is that if God does use this in your life, if, you, if any value at all is added, that you would be a part of this and help us by getting this out, by sharing it, by liking it, by commenting on it, by giving us a review if you're on one of the podcasts, by copying and texting the link and sending it to your friends, your family, your spouses, your small group, your house church, uh, by getting it out, by being a part of it. That's the only thing we ever ask of you is that if, if God uses it in your life, he will use it in someone else's life. So give somebody else that opportunity to get what you got. And you never know. One little share, one little moment, one little 10-second investment could be an eternal impact in someone else's life. So help us be a part of this. But we're going to start this conversation. It's a three-part conversation. I want to go slow. I want to make sure that we don't miss it. I want to make sure that there's a few things that the Lord has kind of put deep in my heart that I want to bring out to give us an understanding, uh, just kind of to build on each other so that we don't miss this. But the entirety of this conversation is going to come out of Hebrews chapter 4. The entire chapter, by the time you get to the end of this series, we'll have read through um, the entire chapter. Uh, but I, I want us to start with this one primary focus, and that is understanding God's Sabbath rest. Because Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul, is teaching us a, a deep lesson in the idea of the Sabbath rest and how that corresponds to our life now and forever in our relationship with God 
and it, it means something a lot different than I think that we think it means. Um, I know it did for me for a long time. So I want to read this in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it, for we also have had the gospel preached to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard it did not combine it with faith. Now we who have believed enter that rest just as God has said. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, and on the seventh day God rested from all of his work. So I wanna I wanna break down those uh, six scriptures or those four scriptures uh, really fast. So up front I want you to understand that it says therefore since the promise of entering his rest still stands. So up front you've got to understand the whole idea of rest. The whole idea of us having a rest, of us being able to rest in God and rest in this life and rest for eternity in God, God's rest, that it is a promise that God has made to humanity, not just to you, not just to me, not just to Israel, not just to the Jews in the Old Testament, uh, not just to, to a certain group of people, not just to Old Testament people, New Testament people. He has made it to humanity. It is a promise that God has made to humanity. The idea of being able to enter into the rest of God and this Sabbath rest. It's a promise. And I know, and I hope that you know, that when God promises something, that it is sufficient and is true and is done and will happen. Even if you're not there yet, even if you haven't experienced yet, even if you don't know about it yet, that it is 100% true. So to me, there, the, the starting point of that is understanding that the, the discussion about God's rest is so powerful and is so, the perspective of, God, of God's rest to him is such a huge, magnificent deal that early on in creation, God, one of the first promises God ever made to humanity was about rest and us being able to rest in him and find rest in this life and forever in him. It's a promise of God. And that promise of entering the rest still stands. But then he says, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Meaning that since God's rest is a promise to us and available to humanity, we have to make sure that we don't fall short of it. We have to make sure that, that we actually live in it and we get it and we take advantage of this rest for we have also had the gospel preached to us just as they did but the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard did not combine it with faith so i'm trying to just one two three steps really fast the third point the first point is the sabbath rest is a promise the second point is we have to be careful that we don't fall short of it that we really truly walk in it and live in it not just know about it the third thing is is that the idea of god's rest is possible only through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the fourth thing is this, that it takes faith in the gospel to open up the door for us to be able to enter the rest. So this is, I said those four things to arrive here at this point. And the, verse three the, in scripture is the point. Now we who have believed enter that rest 
just as God has said. So now we who have put our faith in Jesus, Christians, believers, followers of Christ, we who have believed, we enter into that rest. So I want you to understand that the rest is automatic. It, it's possible. It's present. We enter through the door in our salvation. We walk through the door into God's rest. But this is the point and the problem is that because we don't fully understand God's rest and we don't fully understand what it really means and the magnitude of it, though it is available to us and though we've kind of entered into it, we fall short of it or we don't take advantage of it and we don't truly live it out in our lives. And the rest of God is a powerful, powerful gift that he has given us that we can walk in today in this life and forever. And so I want you, the, the primary point I need you to grasp, I need you to get this because, and the reason I'm making such a big deal about this, and you may not realize this, and this may not be for you, but a lot of people believe when they read through this and they think about the idea of true, genuine Sabbath rest or true ultimate rest, that it's not something that is available to us in this life, that it's something that's only available to us in death in heaven and in eternity that the rest of god is not possible in this life but that it's something that we look forward to and I, there's god discusses the rest and the sabbath rest from genesis to revelations and the reason i picked hebrews 4 to have this discussion is because this is what paul's trying to get us to understand is that that rest begins at salvation it is made available to us through our faith in jesus christ right here and right now now we who have believed enter that rest just as god has said so that's the, that's the reality of, of it. We have entered the rest. So this is the part where I, I want to stop for a second because I hope that we now know and we believe that the rest is available to us. And I want to talk for a second about the rest and why the rest exists and what that rest really represents. And if we can really understand why it exists, then we can understand what it's supposed to be like and how we can really start to live that out in our life. And so this is the reality. He, he paints this picture in the next few verses, and, it's, and it might be something that you've never thought of. It might be a brand new thing for you. It might be something that just triggers a thought of kind of just like a aha moment, and I hope that it happens. And I think that even if you have seen this and you do know this, that the Holy Spirit will take it and make sure that you understand the magnitude of the statement. So this is what he says. He says, now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said. So I declared an oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. That was an oath that God made about the first generation of Israel entering, uh, that came out of Egypt, walked through the desert and, and chose not to go into the land and trust God and not enter into it. That oath is the symbolism of that oath is that they did not trust God and they, they disowned God, they didn't trust God, and they chose to go live in the desert rather than enter into the promised land. And so he's saying the point of that scripture connecting it to Jesus is that you, you're, it's the Sabbath rest, entering God's rest, it's, it's through faith and trusting Jesus Christ. And so the, the oath of not entering the rest stands forever to those who did exactly what the people of Israel did in the first, that first generation. They didn't put their trust in God. They didn't put their trust in him. They didn't put their faith in him. Therefore, they never entered into the rest. And the oath was anyone who doesn't put their faith in me, anyone who doesn't trust me and, and walks away from me in this life, they'll never enter my rest because it's impossible. The only way to enter the rest is through faith and trust in God. And we know that the, the, the fruition or the finitude of that promise was through Jesus. And so he moves on and he says this statement, and this is where I want to slow down. I want to make sure that we really walk through this for the next minute or two. 
and yet his work has been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, and on the seventh day God rested from all his work. And on the seventh day God rested from all his work. So this is the, I want to I want you to understand where the Sabbath rest comes from. When God created the world, God created the world. The Bible says He created the universe. He spoke the universe into existence. That He He formed uh, the earth. That He separated the waters, and that He brought you know and it put an expanse between the waters, and that He you know brought up the earth, and he, he formed man out of the dust, and He breathed His spirit into us, and He He formed life. He formed you know, woman out of man, that you go through the creation, he formed this, and it says that he got to the seventh day, and on the seventh day he rested from all of his work. So I want you to understand that the, the origin of the idea of Sabbath rest exists because God rested on the seventh day from his work. And I want you to understand this because this will start to give you the imagery that you need to have in your head when you think about the rest of God, the Sabbath rest, the Sabbath day our rest in Christ and our relationship with him and in, and forever in eternity. God did not, this is the, this is, stop. This is the main point of this first session. This is the thing that you have to grasp. This is the thing. So I want you to just come back if you've drifted off and I want you to listen to what I say. God did not rest on the seventh day because he was tired. He rested on the seventh day because he was finished. All right. He rested on the seventh day because the work was done. The work was accomplished. He rested because he was finished, not because he was worn out. He rested in the same way an artist, after working for days, months, and sometimes years on a painting, gets to a place to where the painting is done. It's the masterpiece. He's finished. He's accomplished. So he rests not because he's tired of painting, not because he's tired of, of, of mixing up the colors, not because he's tired of creating. He's resting because it's a masterpiece. He's resting because there's nothing else to be done. The painter's resting because the masterpiece is completed. That is what the Sabbath rest of God is. The, the creation was finished, so the creator rested. The creation was finished, so the Creator rested on the seventh day. That is what the Sabbath rest is. That's what it is. God was finished with creation. And if you really take a second and you think about this, to me, this is deep, this is inspiring, this is motivating, this is many other words for me. God did such a complete work at the beginning of creation that he's never had to create anything ever again. Every single thing that God ever created was created up to that moment in time. And when he rested from creation and from creating and from creation, it was so complete and it was so finished that he's never had to create anything else again. He created a set of trees. He created, the, the, his creation was so powerful and so epic and so final that the creation that he created could move on and live on without him ever creating ever, anything ever again. Every piece of 
tree, every piece of creation, every animal, uh, every, every apple tree, uh, every mountain, every rock, every herb, every, every, everything, everything that God ever created, everything he ever created, it, he created in such a significant way that there was never a single moment in time in all of history, in the existence of the universe, that God had to come back down or had to get back involved to create anything else again. He, he rested on the seventh day because the creator was done creating. He created the earth and it was done and it was finished and it was accomplished. And that's what the seventh day, the Sabbath rest, that's the power of the day. He says, I'm resting, not because I'm worn out, not because I'm tired, but because everything that needed to be done is done. Everything that needed to be finished is finished. So this is the point that, that Hebrews 4 is making. This is the point the Holy Spirit is trying to drive into our hearts about Jesus Christ. The Sabbath rest of, that is available to us, it's the same Sabbath rest that existed in the Old Testament when God created and finished creating and then rested because the work was done, that same Sabbath rest transferred to the New Testament to us, made available to us by the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So just in the same way that God created and when he was finished creating, the creator rested, not because he was tired, but because the work was done, Jesus Christ came to the earth to do work. And his work was finished on the cross and in his resurrection. The, the final two of the work of Jesus Christ was so final and so accomplished and so finished. Even Christ cried out on the cross, it is finished. And he said, it is finished. That meant the work is done. So in his resurrection, uh, the Bible teaches us that, that he enters into this authority, this dominion, this power, this rest, that every single thing that needed to be done by Jesus, every work that needed to be done according to salvation, for salvation, to fulfill the promises of God, to make our relationship with God solid and open, everything that needed to be done was done and was finished on the cross. So this is the, this is the thing that I, I, I want you to understand. I'm going to read this uh, point blank so that you can you need to write this down just as the sabbath rest existed in the old testament because his creating work was finished the new sabbath rest exists because his saving work was finished on the cross of jesus christ so that's what this rest is and so now what what the holy spirit is trying to teach us and drive into our hearts is that the work that needed to be done is done and now when we put our faith in jesus christ we can enter into the rest because all of the work is done all of the work is accomplished we have been saved by grace the work of christ is accomplished so now we can live in this rest in this life here and now and for eternity so that, I want you to meditate on that. I want you to pray through that. But while you're doing that, I want to read you one more statement and end with a little cliffhanger. And this is what we will begin in the next session and study in the next session. So he makes this statement. He says, and yet uh, his work has been finished since the creation of the world. 
For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, and on the seventh day God rested from all his work. And again in the passage above he says, They shall never enter my rest. It still remains that some will enter that rest, and those who formerly had the gospel preached to them did not go in because of their disobedience. They never combined it with faith. That's what the Bible says. Therefore God again set a certain day, calling it today, when a long time, uh, when a long time later he spoke through David, as was said before, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for God's people. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Verse 11, key verse for next time. Let us therefore make every effort to enter the rest so that no one will fall by following their example. So the, the thing I want you to end on, the rest is possible. It is here, and if you're saved, you're already in it. You're just not taking advantage of it, most of us. So the word, now we just, how do you make every effort to enter into that rest and to live in it and to walk in it? That's what we're going to hit next time because it's kind of a dichotomy. It's about rest, yet it seems that there's some effort on our part to be able to live in that rest. There's work required for us to enter that rest or for us to experience that rest. That's the dichotomy. That's the parallel. We're going to tackle that next time. But for now, that rest exists in our lives. Just as God's creation was finished, so he rested. The work of salvation was finished, so we can rest in the work of Jesus Christ. There's peace. There's power in that. Our life could look incredibly different if we learn how to live in this rest. I love you guys. Share this. Comment. See you next time.